We are uh, we are Bez uh, Hashem. We're speaking about a uh, massively important sugya tonight, a very very chashuv one. It's one of the some things that we've already spoken about. We're going to try to do a we're going to try to do a good job to make sure that things are clear. We're sort of wrapping up uh, what is a I would say three part series, just given over a whole bunch of weeks. Let me uh, begin and. Uh, Try to introduce things properly. We're going to spend some time tonight talking about a couple of very important sigas. The uh, we know that in order to be chayev in challah, so you're only chayev in challah if the dough that you have comes from one of the chameshas mine dagan. Only if it comes from one of the five grains, and only in that kind of a situation is a person chayev in challah. The Mishnah also tells us in the first parak of Masechas Challah, I think parak Aleph Mishnah Dalit. Mishnah tells us that if you make dough out of rice, out of orez. So a person's not chayv in challah. A person's not obligated in challah at all. We spoke over the last couple of weeks that we met a little bit about the idea of chamish shmini dagan in general in halacha. Also for the chiv of matzah, for the isra of chametz, only if it comes to chamish shmini dagan. They have a special stature in regards to hilchos brachos. When they are found as part of a mixture, the bracha that you make is a mizonos because the presence of chamish shmini dagan that may not be true for all opinions with rice and things like that. Only the chamesh mm-hmm. mineh dagan could you be chayev in birkas hamazon. If I eat it in a certain kind of way, then I'd be chayev to bench. That would not be true for rice. We spoke last time we met about sort of intermingling. Can I mix the different minim together? What if I have a little bit of chita and a little bit of seorim and I mix them together? When does it become chayev and chala and when does it not? There is a sugya in the third parak of Mesechas Chala. It's a sugya that at its most basic level is going to sound not as fundamental. It's a sugya of ha'ose isa min ha'chitim umin ha'ores. Let's say you're feeling a little bit wild and you make dough. It is a combination of chitim. Chitim is wheat with ores, rice. Wheat, rice, mixtures. What is the din? Personally, I've had a little bit of a long day and I can't imagine a more enjoyable way to end it than talking about this. But for some of you who, you know, I'm going to convince you by the end that, that, that there's no better way to at least get your Mishmar night started uh, than, uh, than this. What's the din if I have a, 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 a dough that is a mixture of wheat, of chita, and orez, and rice? On the one hand, orez is pater. On the other hand, chita is chayev. So what is the, what is the halacha? Ha'osa isa min ha'chitim min ha'orez. So the Mishnah tells us in Mesechah's chala, if it has the taste of wheat, even though maybe there's not enough wheat in it to independently be chayev in challah, but if it has the ta'am of dagan, so then you're chayev in challah. And Mishnah goes further. And so too for matzah. So if you want to, you know, live a little, and you're not worried about kidneyos or, you know, so you want to have matzah, which is a combination of, of wheat and rice. And even though there isn't that much wheat in it, you just really need to have that rice. You're really into that. So, you are yotze, the mitzvah of Pesach. And if it doesn't, as long as there is still the taste of wheat, then I'm yotze matzah. If it doesn't have the taste, I'm yotze If the flavor is there, the ta'am is there, then 
the time of wheat, you're chayv chala. The time of wheat, the taste of wheat, you're, you're yotze matzah. If not, then you are pater. One ha'ara, this din appears to be a din do'oraisa. The fact that you are chayv and chala, it appears that this is a halacha mid do'oraisa because the fact that it says you're chayv and chala, maybe you could have thought that was a chayv derabanan. But the Mishnah says, you're yotze, you're chayv of achilas matzah. The chiyav of Achilas Matzah, Bisman Hazeh, is a chiyav Do'oraisa. As he referenced two weeks ago, the Chatham Sofer writes in Shuvas that while there were, in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, a variety of mitzvos Do'oraisa to eat something, the Chatham Sofer, somewhat controversially, uh, noted or suggested that the only mitzvah that applies nowadays where you have a chiyav Do'oraisa to eat something is the mitzvah of Matzah. So your Yotzah, your chiyav Do'oraisa of Matzah. Okay? The major shaila which is asked is the following question. How does this work? Lemaisa, rice is not chayev in chala. And for rice, you're not yotza eating matzah. So who cares that it now has the flavor of wheat in it? There was a little bit of wheat in it. It's not majority wheat. There isn't enough wheat to be chayev. So who cares it has the tam? Who cares that it's considered to be, to, to, to have that? Why is that so? Why is that so? How does this work that you end up being Yotze if Lemaisa it's still predominantly rice? There isn't enough dough of wheat. There isn't enough wheat to make a chide. That is the question that we are dealing with. To set up the question, there are going to be two Mahalchim. One Mahalchim is going to be the Talmud Bavli, a Gemara Masechah Zvachim. The other Mahalchim is going to be the Talmud Yerushalmi. Once we have those two Mahalchim, we're then going to have three Mahalchim for how the Bavli and Yerushalmi interact. Are they both true? Are they not? Are they disagree? So we're going to have a mahalach of the Bavli, mahalach of the Yerushalmi. We're then going to have three mahalachim for how the Bavli and the Yerushalmi fit, fit together. So a lot of Torah here is really important with Chaim that we're not going to speak about, I think. But there's a lot of really important Torah. I'll try to set things up a little bit. What does the Bavli say? So the Gemara tells us in Meseches Zvachim, it's a Gemara on Daf Ayin Ches. The Gemara says, we learn from our Mishnah a critically important halacha, when you learn Hilgo's <coughs> kashras, when you learn Mesechah's chulen, when you learn Yeridea, so the halacha is ta'am ki'ikr. Ta'am ki'ikr. It's a very fundamental idea in the world of kashras. What that seems to mean is the taste of something, if something has a taste of something, it acquires that status. So as an example, if I have food that is predominantly, uh, let's say, kosher, and a little bit of pig got in that food, and it's not mostly pig, but you can still taste the pig, that's the halacha called ta'am ke'ikr. So what it apparently says, the gemara mesechas vachim, ta'am ke'ikr is the source of this, of this halacha. Ta'am ke'ikr is source of this halacha. If that is so, if that is so, and this is a simple shot, I think, of the gemara, we just learned something really important which is the halacha of Tam Ke'ikr is a din de'oraisa. Is a din de'oraisa. That comes up a lot. You have milk and meat, and you can taste the milk and the meat. So we normally assume if it's a 60 to 1 ratio, that you can no longer taste it anymore. But if it's a 1 to 59 ratio, then you can still taste the milk and the meat. Tam Ke'ikr, it's going to become a problem. Tam Ke'ikr. It's a very, very massive topic. But that's what the Gemara in Zvachim says. That's how it works. How it works out in our sugya. Even though fundamentally it's orez, since it has the taste of wheat, 
when it has the taste of wheat, it gets the status of wheat. And therefore, you're chayiv in challah. And therefore, you are chayiv in. And therefore, you are chayiv also in your yotze, the din of matzah. Because it has the status of wheat. Oh, but the wheat substance isn't there that much. Ta'am of wheat is ke'ikr. It's as if, l'chorah, maybe the rice is like, is like wheat. That's a Gemara in Zvachim. What does the Talmud Yerushalmi say? So the Talmud Yerushalmi, a little bit of background, says something interesting. If the halacha is ta'am ke'ikr, so then, does it really matter that it's dafka, a wheat-rice mixture? L'chorah, it could be a mixture of any of the chameshas hamidim with anything else. As long as it comes from chamesh hamidim, it has the taste of one of the chamesh hamidim, and it's mixed with anything else, so then we should say, your yodzei matzah on Pesach. So if you want to have, as your matzah, you want the substance to be something else, I like uh, marshmallows, say as an example, so I want to somehow infuse the taste of wheat into the marshmallow, so obviously you lose a lot of the gishmak of the marshmallow, but maybe it's like the texture of the marshmallow, let's say. You want to infuse it into a jello marshmallow, you know, mixture. Let's get it going. It's an amazing dessert. Son, Ari, right into it. So then, Lithora, Tom Kicker, your Yotze, your Matzah, with eating jello and marshmallows. Ah, uh, but, I don't mean this like the Misa, but, ah, uh, but there's no, no, there's enough wheat in there. It has a wheat taste. It's good enough. You shall be sensitive to that. You shall be why are we talking dafka about ores? Why are we talking dafka about wheat? So Shalami says, maybe this halacha is only true when it comes to wheat. Maybe by seorim, maybe by barley. But I think it's only true by rice. And maybe it's even only true by wheat and rice. We don't expand it maybe beyond barley. We don't expand it that much. Why? So Shalami has another concept. That concept is greira. What is greira? Greira means that on some level, there is an interaction between, let's say, wheat and rice that transforms the rice. It makes the rice a little bit different. Greira. Gimel reish, yud reish a. So says the Talmud Yerushalmi in Chala. It transforms the rice. What does that mean? So the way some understand it, it's somewhat in a practical sense. I'll tell you in a lumdisha way. When we exclude rice from matzah, when we exclude rice from certain Iker V'tafel type halachas, Rice has shaykhas, it's very close to chameshas mine dagan. It's lacking something. If you remember a term from a couple weeks ago, it's enon button lide chimutz. It doesn't ferment. It does not ferment the same way. It doesn't have all the same properties as lechem. But says the Yerushalmi, when it mixes with wheat, what the wheat does is it transforms the rice. And now suddenly the rice, which is already pretty close to chameshas mine dagan, it's pretty close. It's not zero. It's pretty close. Just, it didn't ferment. But the mixture of the wheat that changes the way we look at ores. So Yushalmi says, this is not a sweeping halacha of ta'am ke'ikr that will come up throughout all of Shas. It's a very unique halacha found in the context of this. It's about wheat-rice interactions. That when wheat and rice interact, is one way of saying it, it transforms the ores, and maybe even practically, that now it ferments, and now you're chayev. So why am I yotze matzah? Why am I chayev and chala? Because this rice became a different kind of rice. This rice was infused with the wheat flavor. It transformed the rice, and now it is ba'en lidei chimas. That is a 
Bavli versus Yerushalmi. Clarity as a whole thus far. One, two, and okay. The Rishonim deal with a very, very critical question, which is, what's the interaction between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi? Are they both true? Do I need both Mikoros? Is it a Machlokas? How exactly does it, does it work? So we're going to see three Mahalchim. One Mahalach is going to be what many Achronim are saying, maybe the Shita of the Rash, the Rash Bishant, or maybe the Shita of the Smak and the Uray and the Tor. We'll see, then we'll see the Ramban, we'll see the, uh, we'll see the Rasha Shita, and we'll see the Ramban Shita. The Ramban and the Rasha are the most famous, but we'll begin as follows. The first Mahalach is to claim very, very simply the Tshuvas of the, of the base Ephraim and Orachayim and Simon Yud Gimel. He makes this suggestion for a whole group of Rishonim. I'm going to have it here in any of my Makor sheets. I apologize. But I think it's a base of Ephraim and Archaim and Simeon and Kimmel, where he writes that I think that this is a machlokas between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. He said, I think that's true for the Rivet and the Smak. The Arach says, I think it's true for the Tor. And it may be true for the Rash. Why would it be true for the Rash? The Rash is one of the commentaries on the Mishnayis and Chala. And when he quotes the Mishnah and Chala, that your chayev and challah and a wheat rice mixture, he says, because ta'am ke'ikr, just the bavli's pshat. So simplest way to say it is, there is a machlokas between the bavli and the Yerushalmi. The bavli holds the source is ta'am ke'ikr, the Yerushalmi holds the source is greira. If that is so, so how would we paskin? Would we paskin like the bavli, or we paskin like the Yerushalmi, and do we paskin like the bavli? Or we paskin like the bavli? Why would that be important? So the Shach points out, in Yeridea, this may be a huge nafkamina, which is, if I hold it's from Greira, so this may only be true with things like wheat and rice. Maybe only the, they have these properties that, that, that the wheat tam can transform the rice and make it all chayv and chala. But if it's the halacha of tam ke'ikar, that's a very broad koha Torah kula halacha. It's a very broad idea that whenever there's a taste of something in an item, pig in your kosher food, milk in meat, or wheat in rice, that the tam wins. If that's so, theoretically, we go back to my marshmallow and jellos. And jello, maybe you could be yote, as long as the, 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 it's infused, maybe that would be good enough. So rice the shach, not exactly in those words, but those examples, but pretty much, that maybe what emerges from the tor. That's mahalach number one. There's a machlogas between the bavli and the yerushalmi. However, there are Rishonim that think that perhaps they really don't disagree, the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. But they do so in very different ways. This is a, I, I, don't, I don't want to overstate the case, I would say it's a very famous Machloket in the Rosh and the Ramban, or to be more, more precise, in the Sugya of Greira and Tom Ke'ikar, this is a really famous Machloket between the Ramban and the Rosh. So like if someone's like, oh, Greira, Tom Ke'ikar, you're like, oh, Ramban, Rosh, you're good, you're good to go. But you got to know. The, ra- the Rush is written in his Hilchos Chala. The Rush and the Ramban both have Sfarim called Hilchos Chala. In the Ramban has Hilchos Chala with a very famous commentary on it. The Ma'arid Al-Ghazi is on the Ramban and Hilchos Chala. I think it's also. But the, uh, but the Rush also has Hilchos Chala. The Rush had a Sifemist commentary of Piskei HaRush on different Gemaras. He has Hilchos Sefer Torah and certain Halachas on certain topics. So the Rush writes in his, in his Hilchos Chala Quotes are and rejects it. But the Rush is as follows. Hilchos Chala, it's Simon Tesvav, the end of Hilchos Chala. Ramban said, the Rush says, okay, we have a stira between the Bavli and the Yushalmi, and they're both true. 
So what the rush is going to say, really the Bavli is the main mocker. The Yerushalmi is more of just like a side din to help us out a little bit. And, surprise, surprise, the Ramban's going to say the opposite. The real mocker is really the Yerushalmi. The Bavli comes along and the Bavli is just being mashlim, helping us out a little bit. What does the Rush say? The Rush says the real mucker is Tom Kicker. Tom Kicker is what it really is. It even sounds, if you read the Rush really closely, it even sounds a little bit that maybe he thinks that the Bavli on its own could have been okay. He says, but Lemaisa for the Yerushalmi that quotes the Din of Greira, why do I need the Din of Greira? Why isn't Tom Kicker enough? So the Rush says, really Tom Kicker is the real halacha. The Tom transforms it. I only need Greira because of one small detail. That one small detail is, I require it to ferment. But really, what really makes this Chayv and Chala is the fact that Ta'am Ke'ikr. Greira is just, there's a small side halacha that it has to ferment. Some Achronim point out, if you read the Rush really closely, it sounds even like the whole din of Greira was not needed to be Mechayiv you in Chala. Chala, all you needed was Ta'am Ke'ikr. Just, there's a din in matzah that it has to ferment. Only in matzah it ferments. And maybe the whole din of greira is only necessary when it comes to, when it comes to matzah. Says the rush as follows. He quotes the whole bavli tam ke'ikr. Then he says, Yerushalmi sheperish hatam. Meaning, the bavli is probably fine on its own. But lefi the Yerushalmi that quotes the reason of greira was because they had a kasha. So says the So says the Rush. Really, Tom Kicker does it. I have to have a little bit of this greira because of because of this halacha that it has to be ferment when it comes to matzah. So so far we have two mahalchim. The base Ephraim and Sizi Pshat and we've shown him. There's a machlokas bavli against the Yerushalmi. Is it really about Tam Ke'ikar? Is it Ba'anli Dechimas? Good. The Rasha Sheet is really the Ikar is Tam Ke'ikar. The flavor and the taste of what does it. <coughs> the whole did of Greira may have been a very specific and limited halacha that only was necessary for matzah. And the only thing it taught me was I needed Greira so that Tachlis, there would be a little bit of fermentation in the rice. So I needed that to be Yotze, that side din called Ba'an Lidei Chimat. So it's true that for Matzah it's only going to be Chayav if I have Chita and Ores. But the real mechanism which creates this item that your Yotze, Chayav and Chala in Matzah is Ta'am Ke'ikar. The Ramban argues intensely. Or really the Rosh Kotor Ramban, the Rosh argues intensely. But the Ramban is in Hilz Hilchos Chala. It's on Daf Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph in the Ramban. In Hilchos Chala. The Ramban says, Pasha, the Yushalmi, is right. It's all really about Greira. The whole halacha is only about Greira. He says, what's going on in the Bavli? If it's all about just the Chita mixes with Orez, and somehow it transforms the Orez, so what's the whole, what's the whole din of Tom Ke'ikar going on? What's the Bavli saying? So says the Ramban something very sharp. You may need a little bit of a thumb. Says the Rambat as follows. 
according to, if I didn't have Tom Ke'ikar, I could never have the halacha of Greira. Why? Tom Ke'ikar tells me that as long as I can taste it, it still exists. If I can taste my pig in the food, so the pig, it's present, it exists. If it wouldn't be for the halacha of Tom Ke'ikar, what would we say? If it wouldn't be for the halacha of Tom Ke'ikar, what would be the halacha of a little bit of pig goes into a mixture? What would we say? It's Buckville. The pig has no halachic relevance. That if, I, if it wouldn't be for the halacha of Tom Ke'ikar, if you would have a little bit of pig in, a, in food, even if I could taste it, if it's majority kosher, there's bitel and you could eat it. If it wouldn't be for Tom Ke'ikar, it would all be nullified. Just Tom Ke'ikar said, I can't nullify it. If I can still taste it, I can't nullify it. So says the Ramban as follows. I have a little bit of wheat, and that wheat falls into a whole lot of rice. So says the Ramban as follows. If I didn't have Tom Ke'ikar, what would happen to that wheat? It would be nullified. It wouldn't exist. It would be Ke'ilu, there's no wheat at all, because majority Ores. Well, if there's Ke'ilu, there's no wheat at all, what also could never kick in? Greira. Because Greira says that the wheat impacts the Ores. That's your question, one second, that face. That the wheat impacts the Ores. Only because of Tom Ke'ikar does the wheat continue to maintain its presence. It's not nullified. And Mimela, once the wheat is still present, so now through the halacha we can have a greira. Because now I can have something called a mixture of a little bit of wheat and rice. If not for Tom Ke'ikar, it would be totally, totally nullified. It'd be totally nullified. So says the Ramban as follows. You know what makes it chayv and chala? You know what makes it uh, yote for matzah? Greira. The fact that you've transformed this ores. Just the Ramban says, without Tom Ke'ikar, we would not be able to view this as a mixture of Chita and Ores. The Chita would be halachically nil. We would say it's Batel. It's majority Ores, knock it out. The only reason why in Halacha we could still view the Chita as being present is because it's not nullified. The taste is there, it's present. So Mimela, it's a wheat-rice mixture, and we could say Greira. So whereas the base Ephraim says, it's a machlokas Bavli in Yerushalmi. And the Rush says, really the source is Tom Ke'ikar. I just need a little bit of greater help with matzah. The Ramban says, really what makes me chayav is the fact that greater transforms things. I just need Tom Ke'ikar to teach me that we're not going to pretend that the chita is not there at all. That the chita is still present. And once it's present, I could say the halacha of greater. I just want to get this clarity right now as a whole. Let me make sure we're clear. One, two, three. I'm going to think for 790 seconds right now. If you get me great, if not, don't worry about it at all. Just to respond to Naki's face, if that's, if that's okay. I don't want to be accused for being too political. So I'm just going to try to, uh, <laughs> to express his thought. <laughs> Quick power in brackets. If I understand that the whole mechanism of Greira is purely one of Mitzias, that the Chita comes along and it makes the Ores now Roymidechimas, so why does it matter if there's bittel or not? Lemaisa, whether there's a halach of bittel or there's no halach of bittel, it should still be roi Now it ferments. Who cares whether alpidin there's bittel or there is no bittel at all? Is your question? Yeah. Okay. So Rosemary pointed out that if you read the Ramban very carefully, 
uh, he thinks he's developed this for a long time. The Rosa tried to make the Ha'ara that it could be, if you look in the Ramban, it's Pasha, you have to say, that Greira is not only a Metzias Halacha, that it happens to make it ferment, but rather it's also something about Halachic integration. That Alpidin, we view, one way of saying it, Orez is so close to Chitim that the presence of Chitim and Orez, one can sort of pull the other. One way of saying it, you want to say it like a little bit of a whatever way? Orez is basically a Chameshus Mine Dagan. It's so close to being a Chameshus Mine Dagan that in the presence of Chita, so then it attains that status in a certain sense. Not only in a Metzias way, but Alpi Din, it's a halachic concept called Greira that things that are halachically more similar can integrate in an easier way. If it's a halachic concept also, that things that are similar can integrate in more of a smoother way, so Mimela, it has to be the Chita at least exists for it halachically to be able to integrate. That's the shot. Okay. What? Yeah. Don't believe you. Yeah? Okay. What are they arguing about? What are they arguing about? No, but it's, uh, but, but it's, it's what we're going to speak about next. So what are they arguing about? So, in general, we try to focus on some basic halachas about, about Zrayim. But I want to, we're going to spend a little bit of time learning some basic halachas about, oh, my phone died, that's annoying. We'll spend some time some, with, with, with some basic halachas about, uh, about, I don't know how long, I don't know how long we started. Hey, my man? Mm. Okay, fine. The minute gets Thursday night, people go late. There's a, uh, okay. The top thing that the machlogas between the Ramban and the Rosh may be, this is an aura that is made by a variety of achronim, albeit in different ways. The Shah has this, I think, in Abi Ezri. I think Rabbi Hanan relates to this kind of a question in Kovichurim. Rosh, I definitely assume that that's what's going on here. Uh, that it's not even like a fancy ha'ara when you learn the sugya. They just point this out, I think. That it's very likely the Ramban and the Rosh are lishitasam with a very, very important and famous machlokas about the nature of ta'am ke'ikar, of ta'am ke'ikar. It is not coincidental that the Rosh is comfortable saying ta'am ke'ikar is the main mechanism, and the Ramban is incredibly uncomfortable being able to say that. A little bit of background. Number one. Number one. Is Tom Ke'ikar, the rush seems to be, amongst Rishonim, one of the most extreme shitas about the power of Tom Ke'ikar. The rush quotes a couple different shitas, Reb Chaim Kohn, ah, always a pleasure, quotes the Rabbeinu Tom, and understands it in a very intense way, where the rush appears to understand that Tom Ke'ikar, we're speaking in somewhat generalities, one day you'll learn Kulin, one day you'll learn Hester, and you'll say, okay, you should said a little bit, mm, fine. I'm to that. But the rush understands that what Tom Kicker does is it gives you the capacity, number one, it's a din to oraisa, simple pshat of the Gemara in Zvachim. There are different potential mikoros for Tom Kicker, three potential mikoros, those of us that learned Sachem last year, Dachdem Gimel, Mishras, when it comes to a Nazir, he soaks his bread in wine. That may be usher for a Nazir to eat, maybe even to oraisa, seems like, because, because has the, the, the taste of, and that would be good enough. Maybe we learn from, from uh, the fact that we destroy the Kalim from Midian when we come to purify the Kalim of Midian, because the Kalim and Midian have Ta'am of Isser, and therefore we can't just use them. That, that's where we learn Hagal's Kalim from. Different potential Makoros, maybe Basar Bechalav, three potential Makoros in Chazal. To Dindo Raisa, says the Rush, not only is Tom Kikir Dindo Raisa, 
But the way Tom Kicker works is that the Tom transforms the item. Nehefah kulo lihios. Ketam. That when I have Tom, that Tom in an item transforms the whole item. Rabbi the Tom may be the most extreme version of this, as the Rush quotes it. Tom, it's ki'ilu, the whole thing is pig. It's ki'ilu, the whole thing is pig. It, it, it transforms the item entirely. Some sort of think that's true, only if you have a certain amount of Tom that's in it, a certain amount of the Tom that's there. It's called kizai, but they have pras, not right now. But, but for the Rush, he's a very intentional with Tom Ke'ikar. Mimela, because the Rush has a very intense view of Tom Ke'ikar, it's easy for him to argue that that's what it's doing here. The Tom of Chitim transforms the Ores to Bichayv and Kala. The Tom transforms the Matzah, the, the Ores, Bichayv and Matzah. Tom can transform things. If you're a real extreme Chafadimion person, Tom is Mamish Ke'ikar. It's really like that. All right. Alternatively, there are those who argue that Ta'am, it's really not so much Ke'ikar. Rashi, as an example, appears to hold in what is a wild shita. Rashi appears to hold that the entire din of Tom Ke'ikar is only a din dirabanan. That all Tom Ke'ikar is only a din dirabanan. There are three Mikoros. Maybe those three Mikoros are all exceptions. Sometimes too many Mikoros is even indicative of the fact that something else is going on here. Maybe there are smaftas. Rashi holds that it may be, again, not for now, Rashita, it may be only the Dindarabana. Which Rishon is incredibly sympathetic to Rashi, the Tom Kippur, the Rabbanan? The Ramban. The Ramban is incredibly sympathetic to Tom Kippur, the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan, in general, in general, uh, very much downplays Tom Kippur, Tom Kippur, and what the impact of Tom Kippur really, really is. Because of the fact that the Ramban, in general, Downplay the extent to which Tom is kicker. So then, Mimela, Mimela, that is why the Ramban has to come up with this like whole fancy explanation. Where the Ramban has to say, so what does make it the Ores into Chayiv and Chala? What does make the Ores kosher for Matzah? Hare, it can't be that the Ores, the Tom doesn't do it because Tom Kicker can't transfer something. I'm not even sure it's really a dindo rice a tom kicker the same way. I'm not sure it can really do that. So what the Ramban ends up saying is that's not really the do rice and mechanism taking place. The real mechanism taking place here, the real mechanism for it could be that there's something which happens to rice to prevent a degree of bittal, but not tom kicker to change an item. But the Ramban says it must be that greyra is really what does it. Greyra must really be the mechanism. What's greyra? It's a special halachic slash mitzvah interaction between wheat and rice. And wheat with rice can transform rice. But there's no broader idea of Tom Ke'ikar. That's why it's so interesting. When the Rosh quotes the Ramban, he quotes the whole Ramban, and then he says, the, the line's amazing. The, the way, I think Rosh's point is that, that the way the Rosh responds to Ramban is, The whole shtickle Torah of the Ramban, of like playing up the role of Greyra, is just totally unnecessary. But like, what's your kasha? They have to come out to this whole thing. Once the rice is a taste of chitim, it's an amazing line. So then, The tam transforms everything, says the Rosh. It's like, 
That's the pshat. The Bavli's right. The Bavli's right. But for the Ramban, the Ramban couldn't read the Bavli Kipshuto. Because the Ramban holds, based on other Gemaras, the Tom Kicker's not really Doraisa. And the Tom Kicker certainly, even if it has something Doraisa, prevents a degree of Vittal on some level, it definitely can't switch it in any way like that. So we saw tonight some very, very important halachas. We're going to move on next week away from like uh, the Hamishas Mine Dagan and those kinds of things. Kubi will have to speak. Sorry, we're going to call. As Hanukkah, someone told me yesterday, is coming upon us soon. So Kubi will speak about. Uh, there is some interesting uh, halacha.